It's Tuesday, November 12th, 2019, 49 days into the impeachment saga, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning! I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Happy public impeachment hearings eve, everyone! I hope you and your family curl up tonight with a copy of the whistleblower complaint for some light reading in the spirit of the season. Okay, today we're talking to BuzzFeed News' Emma Loop about Adam Schiff, the man with the gavel running this week's live impeachment hearings. But before we get to all that, let's catch up on what happened yesterday. House Democrats released three more transcripts on Monday from their closed-door depositions. That included the Defense Department's Laura Cooper and the State Department's Catherine Croft and Christopher Anderson. Cooper is the top DOD official working on Russia and Ukraine, and reading her testimony... Well, if you want a nitty-gritty look at mind-numbing methods behind how the government spends money, boy, do I have good news for you. Seriously, though, Cooper explained that there was a lot of concern inside the Pentagon and across the government that a hold on military aid to Ukraine this summer was not entirely legal. Croft, meanwhile, said that Ukraine was very aware of the hold before it was made public in late August. The $391 million that the White House's Office of Management and Budget ordered frozen is at the heart of the impeachment inquiry. One of the main questions Democrats are trying to answer is, was that money held up until Ukraine granted the political favors Trump asked for in a July phone call with Ukraine's president? Meanwhile, just hours before impeachment hearings begin, a battle is reportedly raging inside the White House. In one corner, acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney. On the other, White House counsel Pat Cipollone. Mulvaney is at the center of the scandal as the person who ordered the aid held. Cipollone, meanwhile, is reportedly angling to be Trump's main lawyer during the likely Senate impeachment trial. The Washington Post says both want to be in charge of impeachment strategy, which means nobody is in charge of impeachment strategy for the White House. That's bad news for Republican senators who are desperate for some guidance about how to defend the president before the trial eventually begins. That was the news. This is the noise. President Trump hopped on Twitter on Monday, which has somehow just become a fact of life, but this time he got even spicier than normal. We're talking two million Scoville's hot sauce featured on Hot One's level of spice. First, he claimed that House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff will fabricate the transcripts that he is making and releasing, which, no, that is not a thing that has been happening. Then he said he would be releasing a transcript of the first call he held with Ukraine's President Zelensky. Sorry, as he said, the first and therefore most important call he held with Zelensky. I am sure you will find it tantalizing, he added. Given how the transcript dish of the July call he had with Zelensky was filled with incriminating statements, I'm sure we will too. And finally, CNN reports that Rudy Giuliani is considering starting his own impeachment podcast, which, wow, I am here for the competition and will say again, Mr. Mayor, if you ever want to have a chat, we here are more than happy to have you. And now, for those of you who like math in school more than English, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day, normal White House. Ten, Richard Nixon resigns and flies away in Marine One. This morning, we're at a 5.5. That may seem like a steep drop from yesterday, but think of it as a low-pressure front ahead of a hurricane. Things on Monday were settling in for the public hearings, and folks were battening down the hatches on both sides. Okay, after the break, we talk to Emma Loop about the witch hunt king, Adam Schiff. Stick around. At 
She Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. Yeah, actually, don't. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too. Right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Re Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time for this fucking guy. Today, we're talking about House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff, the lanky lawman who's going to be ringmaster at the live hearings starting tomorrow. Joining us by phone from the nation's capital to talk about Schiff and the bullseye that's been on his back for weeks is BuzzFeed News congressional reporter Emma Loop. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Hayes. So, Emma, as one of our favorite Canadians in the D.C. office, how has this mess looked from your point of view? Ever since I got to D.C. more than three years ago, it's been kind of nonstop madness between the 2016 election, the early months of the Trump presidency and all the investigations and the firing of Comey and everything. And so this is kind of just par for the course at this point. It's always crazy in D.C. I've, I've learned to accept it. Illuminating and depressing. So let's talk Schiff. He's been a real pain in Trump's posterior for the last three years. How has that played out since he became chair of the House Intelligence Committee earlier this year? So when the Democrats took back control of the House, he became chairman of the House House Intelligence Committee, his first order of business was really relaunching that committee's Russia investigation. It had been closed under the previous chairmanship of Devin Nunes, a Republican from California, and Democrats had long said that that investigation was not thorough enough, was not a serious probe. So Schiff relaunched it and reinvigorated it. He had brought on all kinds of really serious investigators, staff members to lead the investigation, including some former prosecutors from SDNY, the former head of financial crimes at the FBI. So some really heavy hitters to take on this investigation. And of course, that changed when in September, news broke about this whistleblower complaint and the impeachment inquiry was launched. And the committee eventually took the lead on this impeachment inquiry. Yeah, Schiff himself is a former prosecutor. He's been pushed forward as like a pro at this. But he's gotten in trouble for paraphrasing what Trump said in his call with Ukraine's president and been accused of putting words in Trump's mouth. Here's part of how Schiff decided to open a hearing the day after the White House released the transcript-ish. I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. 
And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. So Schiff has said, you know, this is a parody, at least a paraphrase, but those words weren't really in the transcript-ish. Emma, do you think that was a fuck-up on his part? I think it was a bit of an unforced error. I mean, the transcript and much of the testimony that they've heard since then really reinforces the idea that there was a holdup on the military aid to Ukraine and it was contingent upon some sort of investigation being launched by the new Ukrainian administration. And so I don't think there was a necessity to make kind of that political jab. You could have just read from the transcript itself or the non-transcript, the summary of the call. It was just kind of unnecessary. It garnered attacks from Republicans where you didn't really need to. Was Schiff just channeling his, you know, inner thespian there? What kind of point was he trying to make? And do you think that in doing so, he like veered off course from what we should have been talking about this whole time? You know, I think he was getting back to this point of Trump talking a bit like a mobster. And this was obviously an issue when Michael Cohen testified to Congress about his interactions with the president and the instruction or non-instruction to lie to Congress. What has come up several times is that the president maybe has a way of speaking that isn't quite so direct, that there are nods and words that aren't specific instructions to do something, but it's very clear based off of what he's saying and what he's implying that he wants you to do something for him. And so I think that that's what Schiff was trying to get at, this idea of mob talk from the president of the United States. But again, you know, it was a bit unnecessary. You had the summary of the call already out. It wasn't a good summary. It didn't make the president looked particularly good. So it was just unnecessary. And, you know, for a guy who's supposed to be the leader of the usually nonpartisan House Intelligence Committee, again, it was just a bit unnecessary. So one of the other lines of attack against Schiff says that he basically lied about the contact his committee staff has had with the whistleblower. What's all that about? It doesn't quite track with what we know so far. Right. So Republicans have really seized on criticizing the process of the impeachment inquiry and less the substance, because the substance in many cases is, again, quite damning for the president and for his associates. So one of those critiques has been whether Schiff was in contact with the whistleblower before the whistleblower filed the complaint through the regular channels. And basically what this all stems from is based on a New York Times story from a while back, the whistleblower before filing the complaint had contact with one of the staff members of the House Intelligence Committee. And it's not clear if it was a person looking for advice on how to proceed, et cetera. Apparently they were concerned that their concerns were not being taken seriously or wouldn't be taken seriously in some manner. And that staffer then encouraged the whistleblower to seek legal counsel and to file a formal whistleblower complaint. And so what Republicans are saying is that the process is rigged, which is, of course, a familiar term to anyone who survived the 2016 campaign. But we don't have any indication that Schiff himself knows the identity of the whistleblower. And there is no indication that Schiff himself spoke with the whistleblower directly. There was just this one contact, apparently, between a staff member 
and the whistleblower who in that staff member per the committee process offered some guidance. Right. And it's so wild that that's been spun into Adam Schiff knows who the whistleblower is. Impeach Adam Schiff, which is not a thing. I mean, the House Intelligence Committee is one of two committees on the Hill that provides oversight of the intelligence community. It makes sense that a potential whistleblower might reach out to the oversight committee. Okay, so after all that, very quickly, what is Schiff's literal job once the hearings start tomorrow and during the next few weeks? So he's going to be shepherding the House Democrats through the rest of this process. When the public hearings start this week, he will be the chairman. He will open up the committee hearings. He will be kind of the last word in terms of control of the hearings and how they will operate, seating time to different people and allowing them to speak. And of course, leading the rest of this inquiry, deciding what kind of documents they ask for, who else they subpoena, and, you know, writing this. They're going to have to write some sort of report as well. And so he's going to be leading all of that in the weeks and perhaps months to come. Oh, God, months. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Before we let you go, Emma, what did you bring for The Kicker? So Congressman Matt Gates says you're going to include members of Congress on committees that have roles of impeachment and chairmanship cuts in. He says, Mr. Gates, take your statement to the press. They do you no good here. So please absent yourself. This is from a transcript that was released last week by the committee of one of the recent interviews. And it's Matt Gates, who's a staunch Trump supporter trying to join in on the impeachment inquiry, despite the fact that he's not on one of the committees that's leading the inquiry. And Schiff just tells him to get out of the room, the secure room where they're doing this interview. I'm going to start using absent yourself on the daily when I'm talking to people who I don't want in my mentions. Just absent yourself from my mentions, from my life. That's an amazing quote. Emma, thank you so much for bringing that and taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And you, and good luck surviving this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, it is time to testify. It's where we talk about who's testifying to Congress next, and it is finally here. Public hearings. Starting tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, all the major networks will televise the first hearing live from the House Intelligence Committee. Plus, the cable news networks, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and C-SPAN, will also provide live coverage. PBS will also re-air them in primetime. Now, if you, a fellow millennial like me, or I guess the Gen Z crowd counts here too, don't have a TV, you can probably just Google impeachment hearings live stream and you'll get some way to tune in. There are so many ways to watch this drama unfold. Two people will be testifying, Bill Taylor, the guy currently running the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, and George Kent, a State Department official whose portfolio includes Ukraine. If you want a more in-depth look at the way the hearings will run, go back and listen to our episode from last Friday called Impeachment Hearings, But Make It Prime Time. Oh, what a time to be alive indeed. Okay, that's it for today. Tomorrow, we'll have a chat about Bill Taylor. You'll want to give it a listen before the hearings begin. And this week, we're asking you, the listeners, about how you're going to watch this drama. Facebook, YouTube, skipping the mess entirely, and beyond how you watch it, what are you most excited about finally getting to see once things go public? Open up the voice memo app on your phone, record your message, and send it to us at impeachment at buzzfeed.com, or just send me a direct message on Twitter. I'm at Hayes Brown, and my DMs are open. 
be sure to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts and uh, maybe leave a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show as we all figure this out together. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional basketball players. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.